Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Big, full show for you today. Uh, We're going to have the founder of the public relations firm Spartan Media, Jeremy Knopf, uh, talking to us about the Liberty Safe situation, uh, which is troubling. And uh, we've got Hillary Kennedy coming in in about an hour. She'll be talking to us about the merger between the um, UFC and the WWE, some other things. And uh, then we've got Trent Staggs, one of the guys who is going to, this is a person I believe he's already announced his candidacy, candidacy, right, for the uh, Miss Romney position, Mm -hmm. the Senate seat in Utah. So uh, he'll be on with us this morning as well in about an hour and a half. Um, But, of course, I had to talk about uh, a a wildfire that is spreading like crazy. The Tim Ballard accusations. If anybody's, uh, I'm sure by now you've probably seen and heard all kinds of different things about Tim Ballard. This has been going on ever since uh, Sound of Freedom came out. And um, I I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know. I don't understand why people have such a problem with trying to stop child sex trafficking. Uh, but they seem to. And so I don't know if this is part of that. I have not talked to uh, Tim about this yet. We're going to try to, I think, get him on and uh, discuss it. But um, he's been accused of several things, uh, including sexual impropriety with seven different women. Uh, And I guess mostly, it was mostly from Operation Underground Railroad, right? Aren't these, these are women who were associated with that. Um. And so he stepped down from Operation Underground Railroad earlier this summer. And uh, now there's a new report out by Anna Merlin and Tim Marchman of Vice News. They're doing a huge investigation. And according to their research, seven women made claims of sexual misconduct by him. Uh, This seems so out of character for Tim. Uh, It's really hard to believe. I mean, I don't... I, I don't know what Tim does in his private personal time, but it doesn't seem like something he would be involved in. Very out of character. Very much so. Um, so apparently, according to this article, he convinced women working with him on behalf of OUR to pose as his wife, which is, you know, that would certainly fit with what he does. But that act, they say, would extend into private situations and include sharing a bed or showering together, claiming that that it was necessary to fool traffickers. Hard to believe. That's seriously hard to believe for me. Uh, He also sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear, festooned with fake tattoos, and to have asked another how far she was willing to go, in the words of a source, to save children. Hmm. I'd like to see the proof of that. You know, this is uh, this this is one of the big problems that we have right now in our culture and in our society is that we're just condemning these people immediately as soon as they're accused. Eh, we just assume it's all true. Well, I'm not assuming this is all true. 
I'm just not going to. Show us the evidence. Prove it. Let's see it. If if you've got proof of a photo of of Tim Ballard in his underwear with fake tattoos all over his body, uh, prove it. Let's see it. Let's see it. You know, it's it, too often we just we destroy people's lives, really good people, for no reason, other than they were accused. Well, I mean, they're being these. The people associated with this movie and with this movement and with Operation Underground Railroad are being accused of all manner of things because of the success of the movie and because people, I don't know, apparently enjoy pedophilia. And so they've been under constant attack since this movie came out. Is this part of that? I don't know. It could be. Could be. There's also rumors, of course, that Tim's going to run for Senate in Utah. And uh, and run for Mitt Romney's seat. So that could be part of it. Trying to destroy him before he gets a foothold in that race. There could be... I mean, who knows what's going on here. But um, maybe we'll get an opportunity to to talk to Tim about this uh, himself. He he has made a statement. He, he released a statement that said, Rescuing kids and fighting child trafficking is an ugly and dark business, especially when, as the result of my work for more than 20 years, we continue to expose members of the powerful, well-funded child trafficking cartels. Evil pedophiles will stop at nothing, and they have allies in government, in the media, in big corporations, and even in public institutions. They continue to lie and attempt to destroy my good name and defame my character, and they will never stop. I want everyone to know that I and our vast army of supporters will likewise never stop we will keep fighting for the vulnerable all over the globe and we know that the truth will always prevail i'm a member in good standing in the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i believe in jesus christ the holy scriptures and i believe in our faith with all my with my whole heart that will never change another thing he's uh been accused of is I guess fabricating a relationship with one of the elders of the church, M. Russell Ballard. Um, I I have never heard Tim trade on that relationship at all. And by the way, they do have a relationship. I happen to know for a fact that they do. So um, I, but but I've never heard Tim take advantage of that or alleged that he was a partner in the business or promoted him or any of those things. So, he goes on, It has been alleged that an LDS church spokesperson issued a statement about me through a tabloid that is often hostile to people of my faith. My church has not publicly verified the statement's authenticity. We are also highly suspicious about the timing of such a statement, given its close proximity to Mitt Romney's announcement that he is retiring, my own public comments about my prayers about future plans, and the fact that the LDS Church does not engage in political activity. In any event, nothing will change my core beliefs. If someone within the church did release this statement, I'm absolutely confident that the right people will step in and ensure that proper due process is followed, as the rules of our church dictate. I, my family, and the Spear Fund team will confidently move forward and focus on our mission of saving children from the horrors of sex slavery and remaining fierce defenders of freedom. 
We invite anyone who shares this passion to join us. And that's that's his statement. Interesting. I guess the local press in Salt Lake City has been covering uh, Tim and what this article calls his dubious record. <laughs> Jeez. There's no slant there, is there? And his dubious record, as well as what led to his exit from his organization. Fox 13 in Salt Lake City posted a video on their Instagram account of Ballard walking out of an interview when he was questioned about an investigation into his organization. Ballard is facing other accusations of dishonesty. He also seemingly fabricated a relationship with an elder in the church. No, he he didn't fabricate a relationship with the elder in the church. He had a relationship with him. They were friends. I... They've known each other for 10 or 12 years now. I know that for a fact because we were involved in putting the two of them together. So, um, I, I, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, hopefully the truth will come out and we'll see. We'll be talking to Tim, hopefully sometime soon, either on or off the air. Um, and see what he has to say about all this. But uh, what a nightmare. Jeez, what a nightmare. It's very interesting because it, it, it does sound like a PR campaign against him. Sure does. Mm-hmm. And I love, I would love for him to just come on the show and be like, just let it all out. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of allegations. And I feel like one of the mm. things in the Me Too movement is that we're supposed to believe all women. Yes. Well, that's what we're told. And like, I get All it. women deserve to be believed. Yeah. Do no, they? I get it. Does that include Tara Reid, who uh, claims that Biden felt her up and abused her? Easy there, Pat. Easy. Hold up. <laughs> you yeah, wanna, right. You want to show go that far? No. Can't you want to show far. fairness on both sides? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They they would never say we should believe Tara Reid. Not in a million years. You should only believe selected women. And that's the women who are accusing conservatives of doing certain things. Like all the women who are accusing Tim Ballard right now. We just automatically believe all of them for no apparent reason. What about Hunter Biden's daughter? Can we, do, can we nah, believe you her? No, you can't believe her. Oh, you can't believe her. No. Okay. Okay. No. Nope. Yeah, the, the invisible grandchild. That one? Can we believe that <laughs> yeah. one? No. 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 Or her mom. We can't believe her either? We can't, Not only can we not believe them, we can't even acknowledge their existence. So. Until the pressure gets to you, and then yeah. you have to because you messed up in an interview. Yep. Oops. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, the hypocrisy is outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Uh, but let's not jump to conclusions here. That's all I'm saying. Let's Which is just, a fair way to... Think yeah, about it. I think it's it is. a fair way. This is technically still America where people are innocent until proven guilty, right? Not just accused of being guilty, but proven guilty. And that's not the way we handle things anymore. Because everything everything has been flipped upside down and uh we we don't we don't follow the rules anymore that we once did. So uh we'll just see. We'll let it unfold. But I know you're reading probably all kinds of things online. 
uh, Vice is producing things. I, I I don't know who else has run stories on this, but all the haters will be coming out of the woodwork here. All the same haters that came out of the woodwork uh, to review the Sound of Freedom movie. Man, did they despise that movie. All of a sudden, that was... It was horrific that they even dared mention that there was sex trafficking going on. That was some kind of uh, QAnon conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's been really amazing to watch. But uh, we'll, we'll hold our breath uh, and take a breath and just see what unfolds here. Meanwhile, yesterday, an F-35 went missing. And they were asking for our help in order to find this missing F-35. It's, a, it's an F-35 fighter jet. I mean, if I lose my my iPhone, my iPad has a find my phone feature for $100 million dollars. Uh, doesn't the F-15 come with a find my jet fighter feature? Do we not have that ability? <laughs> There's no no GPS, no tracking device. I mean, they were literally legitimately asking the U.S. public, Americans, to help them find their F-35 fighter jet, the most advanced flying machine ever built, by the way. You got some footage of it right there. It's a beautiful uh, plane. Yeah. I, I, I don't imagine that's... Uh, they didn't film it while it was on autopilot, no. right? That's, no. <laughs> no. No. Because they had no idea where that thing was. No it's idea. A, it's very interesting because Keith yesterday asked me, oh, it was on autopilot. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. It's not where like it'll take you there. It just means it'll mm. stay the same course. Right. Right. So apparently it crashed in a place... Uh, it did crash. They found the crash site. Uh, it went missing during the weekend after its pilot ejected. It was located uh, last night in rural South Carolina. After, of course, the military asked the public for help finding the aircraft that was built to elude detection. Now, you would think that, I don't know, the Air Force would have a way to detect their own plane, but uh, maybe not. The debris field was discovered in Williamsburg County, about two hours northeast of Joint Base Charleston. Residents were being asked to avoid the area while a recovery team worked to secure it. We're transferring incident command to the USMC this evening as they begin the recovery process. Authorities had been searching for the jet since the pilot, whose name hasn't been released, parachuted to safety. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows what happened that he needed to parachute. I mean, the plane continued to fly, so it didn't seem to be crashing when he ejected. He was taken to a hospital where he was in stable condition. It's currently under investigation. We're unable to provide additional details to preserve the integrity of the investigative process, according to a Marine Corps spokesperson. The Marine Corps announced earlier Monday it was pursuing aviation operations for two days after the fighter jets crashed. The third costly accident in recent weeks. General Eric Smith, the acting commandant of the Marine Corps, ordered the stand down while authorities searched near two South Carolina lakes for the missing FB-35B Lightning II aircraft. 
it's the third event documented as a Class A mishap over the past six weeks. What is going on? Such incidents occur when damages reach $2.5 million or more, or somebody dies or is permanently disabled. Commanders will spend the stand-down reinforcing safe flying policies, practices, and procedures with their Marines. So this isn't from the Air Force. This is uh, the Marine Corps. Uh, The announcement gave no details on the two previous incidents. But in August, three U.S. Marines were killed in the crash of a V-22B Osprey Tiltrotter aircraft during a training exercise in Australia. And And a Marine Corps pilot was killed when his combat jet crashed near a San Diego base during a training flight. Jeez, all in the last two, six weeks. Corporal Christian Cortez, a Marine with the 2nd Marine Aircraft Wing, said the details of what prompted the pilot to eject from the aircraft Sunday were under investigation. In your time in the military, Chris, you ever have a chance to get into an F-15 or an F-32? I, that was... <laughs> It's funny Jeff is not here. One of my primary duties was to guard the planes while the pilots... <laughs> I wish he was because he'd be rolling his oh, eyes. He'll be rolling. First of all. So first of all. One of the primary duties for uh, the security forces in the Air Force was is guard the airplanes. So oh, we just okay. literally sat in a vehicle and guard the F-22s. Really? Mm-hmm. So F-22s, no F-35s? No F-35. The 22s were the highest that we had, and then the F-16s, we had them in a, ba- in a hangar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The F-16s are Gen 4, right? Are the F-22s uh, 5, or are they Generation 4? Ooh, that I you don't know? know. Yeah. That I don't know. But I wanted to bring up, uh, in December of 2022, here in mm-hmm. Fort Worth, there was a F-35 crash. Jeez, really? And it was the same thing. Oh, I don't the, remember that. The guy was a uh, vertical taken off. Uh-huh. He ejected. Weird. And it threw him off, but he was like maybe 20 feet off the ground. Oh, you're kidding. And he completely ejected. Can canopy. you survive an ejection from 20 feet off the ground? I, he did. He did. Okay. Um, but it was... and Because wow. uh, I remember, I was like, man, that was like down the street from, from where I am. And yeah. And so the plane crashed. The plane crashed. Totally destroyed. Totally destroyed right on the runway. Well, it's a good thing they're only $100 million. Well, you know. They're not $100 billion, so yeah, it's not that big a loss. And I want right? to ask you, um, how's your bidding on eBay? Because I know you were <laughs> you posted it on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, $80 million, which is a, it's a nice cut. Right. You were throwing free ship, and if you use promo code PAT... <laughs> So any good bidders? Yeah, it was uh, it was eighty million plus five fifty shipping and handling. Yes, right. So yeah. yeah, we haven't we haven't quite hit the the reserve yet. So I'm waiting for the reserve to be met. I know Jeffy uh, wanted to bid, but yeah, he didn't, didn't have the money. Yeah, it's not surprising. Uh, all right, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. For ten years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And what I say only, I mean, yeah, they're the only one. Glenn and the team there have been great supporters of this show, which is why one of the reasons why I'm proud to partner with them. The other thing is they're just great people and they do great work and they offer a tremendous service. What's great about this is you don't have to compromise the quality of your service to to align with your values. Patriot Mobile, they don't support you know planned parenthood or any of the left-wing causes they support conservative causes 
When you switch, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and our first responder heroes. And they have 100% U.S.-based customer service, and that makes switching really easy. You can keep your number if you want to. You can keep your phone, or you can upgrade. Upgrade everything if you want. Their team will help you find the best plan to fit your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash pat, or you can call 878-PATRIOT. Right now, you'll get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. So join me. Make the switch today to patriotmobile.com. Patriotmobile.com slash pat or 878-PATRIOT. That gray is unleashed. Uh, this might be appropriate since we're talking military operations and uh, disasters that have occurred with our fighter jets lately. Um, General Milley talking about uh, the wokeness going on in the military right now. Okay, is, branch. is the U.S. military too woke? No, not at all. No, no, not so, at all. No, um, no, yeah, no. I'm not even sure what that word truly means, but really? um, <laughs> I, I would tell you that the military I see uh, is a military that's exceptionally strong, uh-huh. it's powerful, it's sure. ready. Okay. Exceptionally strong, it's powerful, it's ready, and uh, it is definitely woke, despite his denials. <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. There's uh, no wokeism in the U.S. military right now. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even know what wokeism means. Amazing. Uh, well, let's we could watch some of their promotional videos, and you could get an idea of what woke is. So you tell me, hiring trannies to <laughs> in the Navy. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the uh, uh, army. Mm-hmm. Is, is that not the definition of Yeah, role? I would say so. Oh, okay. okay. Sponsoring things like uh, drag shows, drag, drag shows. queen shows. Yeah. They've done that. Story hours in Air Force bases. Yeah. Yeah, drags. Yeah. 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 Worrying about things that uh, um, might hurt people's feelings if you don't use the right pronoun. I mean, and when you're talking pronouns in the U.S. military, um, you're definitely woke. You're definitely woke, and you're doing the wrong thing. Uh, But we're doing the wrong thing on a lot of different levels. Um, CNN was talking about our outdated constitution that puts our democracy at risk. Man, I hate when that happens, but here they are. Well, we are the only presidential democracy in the world where the president can lose the Not a election, lose the popular vote, and become president. We are one of the few democracies. Pause it for a world. second. Okay, moron. That is part of what makes us not a democracy! You idiot! We are the only presidential democracy in the world where you can lose the popular vote, but win the president. Yeah, yeah, because we're not a direct democracy. And we that is by design, by the way. Our fa- founders distinctly said we weren't going to be a democracy. We're going to be a republic. These people are just so ill-informed. 
Uh, let's see the rest of this. Jeez. Crises in the world mm. where the a major legislative body, the uh-huh. Senate, yeah. uh, the party that loses the popular vote can can control and routinely does control mm. the Senate. We mm. are the only established democracy in the world where justices have lifetime tenure. There's no term limits. There's no uh, retirement age. So this set of institutions and others allows political minorities to systematically thwart and sometimes even govern over majorities. Since its founding, uh, we've improved the Constitution. We've, we've done the hard work of making our Constitution more democratic. <laughs> Uh, you know, women yeah, got the right to vote at the beginning of the 20th century we'll by amending the Constitution. We began to elect senators rather than... Pause it for a sec. That was one of our big mistakes, by the way, giving women the vote. I mean, I think we all understand that, right? But what are you, that <laughs> UFC guy? <laughs> Thanks are you going to tell me you want them in the kitchen cooking for you, pregnant in bare feet. Yeah, well, that, that would be Jeffy's line if you oh, were okay, here okay, okay. He'll be with us tomorrow, by the way. Uh, Keith is gone for a couple of days. I think he's back on Friday. Uh, but he's he's out of town. Uh, Jeffy couldn't make it in, but uh, Chris is here because he's dedicated to the show. Thank you. Thank you for you know? acknowledging Thank that. you. Thank you, Chris, for being dedicated to the show. At least somebody cares. other than me yeah. is, and somebody cares. And yes. by the way, have you made the announcement yet that on Friday you're going to talk to a sitting senator? I, Remember that? I, no, I don't think I have. Oh, that's right. We've got, uh, we got, a, we got the turtle. Su- yeah. We got the turtle coming in. He's coming in. That's super great. excited. Yeah. Will he freeze? We, we don't, don't know. We don't know yet. We so, don't know. We're going to talk to him. Uh, okay. We'll get into that. Um, but let's get back to the... Uh, this is just... These are outrageous buffoons talking about our democracy. Let's let's hear the rest. Senators rather than appoint senators at the beginning of the 20th century. And our democracy has, stra- has strengthened itself over time through amendments, through improving uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. What's tragic in our view is that in the last 50 years, we've sort of stopped doing that work, whereas other democracies have continued to make their constitutions more democratic. Since move, around 1970, we've abandoned that project. Wow. Jeez. I mean, first of all, they're talking about par- parliamentarian governments, parliaments, and and uh, and a parliamentary form of government in other places where the majority always leads the government. That's not what we have set up here. That's not what we wanted here. That's what we left. I, jeez, we specifically set this set this uh, style of government up because it is the best ever known to mankind. This government, where uh, minorities have say, and the majority can be reined in is crucial to our to our form to our republic and they but obviously they they have absolute distaste and hatred for the US constitution and if they could they just set fire to it fortunately there's still enough people who are uh, grateful for the US constitution who understand what the constitution is about who uh, are standing in in the way of doing that. I mean, little by little, they're trying to set fire to the Constitution. But uh, fortunately, they haven't been able to completely burn it to the ground yet. They're working on it, but uh, 
they haven't been able to completely accomplish that. I mean, it's outrageous how stupid these people are. It's just it's really amazing. Uh, speaking of stupids, uh, the Democrats are claiming credit for the $35 insulin cap that uh, Donald Trump put in place. Um, here they are. Participating plans will cap costs to just $35 okay, a so month that's Donald per Trump. type of insulin. Mm-hmm. And some plans may offer it free. Oh. So for everybody okay. who's getting ripped off and paying tremendous prices, mm-hmm. senior citizens. But guess what? Instead of four to 500 bucks a month, they're going to pay $35 a month. <laughs> That's amazing. Here's the deal. What's I the, called on the, the prescription drug companies to bring down the price of insulin. Uh-huh. $35 oh, did you? Did you call? That's unbelievable. Today, Eli Lilly. The largest manufacturer of insulin in the United States of America agreed to do just that. 35 bucks. Okay, hang on a second. Well, stop it there. We've got to come back to this because this is amazing. And uh, we're running out of time here. But that is fantastic. Just flat out taking credit for what Donald Trump did. (laughs) Wow. These uh, liars and cheats and thieves will stop at nothing, absolutely nothing, to maintain their power. They're doing a garbage job, and they're taking credit for other people's work. Incredible. For any of the good things that have actually transpired, they're trying to take credit for that. More coming up in just a minute. Pat Gray Unleashed. We got to play this uh, Democrat claiming credit clip again. Uh, this is uh, this is Joe Biden, and who else was on this? The minority uh, leader, okay, uh, yeah. Representative Jeffries, right? Yeah, uh, claiming credit for something Donald Trump clearly did, and that's setting the thirty-five dollar cap on uh, the cost of insulin. Um. It, check this out again. This is amazing. Let's play this from, from the beginning. Participating plans will cap costs to just $35 a month per type of insulin, and some plans may offer it free. Okay, that's... So for everybody that was getting ripped off... May of 2020. ...and paying tremendous prices, senior right. citizens... Mm-hmm. But guess what? Instead of four to 500 bucks a month, they're going to pay $35 a month. Guess what? Because of Donald Trump. Guess what? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I called on the prescription drug companies oh. to bring down the price of insulin. Wait, $35 what? $35 to everyone, not just seniors. It's unbelievable. Eli Lilly, the largest manufacturer of insulin in the United States of America, agreed to do just that. Agreed to do that. Thirty-five bucks. House Democrats met with Secretary Becerra to talk about implementation Uh of our efforts to negotiate lower drug prices for everyday Americans, to strengthen access to affordable health care. Just a few uh, days ago, and to discuss our efforts. Around things like <laughs> capping the cost of insulin, okay, for everyday Americans at thirty five thirty five dollars a month at thirty five dollars a month. Thank I think you. you know who's going to say that? Thank you, Donald Trump. I I don't know. It just like I'm clairvoyant. 
something. I'm like Kreskin, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just incredible. And that's something that was pretty important for me, too, at one time. Uh, the insulin situation. Because when you have to get the insulin nonstop. That's every day, right? Like every day. Four times a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had to inject at the beginning of this when I first found out that I, I had diabetes uh, back in February. Yeah, I was doing insulin four times a day. And so, you know, that uh, that adds up. Because not only do you have to do the insulin, you got to get the needles mm. to inject yourself with the insulin. Uh, you have to get all the... You got to get continual wipes so that you can clean off the area that where you're going to inject yourself. I mean, it's it's expensive. It really does add up. Um, fortunately, we have really good insurance, so my hospital stay costs so much that it kind of wiped out a lot of my deductibles. So that was nice. Um, but so I don't really even know how much I, I, I how much it was for my insulin because our our insurance took care of the whole thing um, because we already paid our uh our maximum amount for the year in like one month so you're and thankful so for this administration to yeah, cap it yes i am so i'm insulin. thankful to joe, joe biden, biden for capping the insulin cost at 35 dollars a month actually if you could cap the monjero cost at that too that would be great because now i don't have to take insulin anymore i just take monjero once a week as opposed to four times a day it's once a week. Maybe they could work on that next. Maybe Joe Biden could take care of that uh, after taking care of our insulin situation. So does this deserve any Patnokios? Oh my gosh, yes. How many would you rate this? Uh, you, you gotta. I think we have to give him the full four Pinocchios yeah. on fire. His um, pants oh, on he... fire, Pinocchios. Wow. Yeah. I. I think uh, I think Joe Biden deserves that for. T I mean, claiming credit for something that clearly came from Donald Trump. Uh, do you forget that we have the abs the proof? We have the clips. There's something called video Google? where we can yeah, Google uh where we can watch this stuff and we can look it up immediately. And I just I guess they count on the fact that nobody very few people are going to actually look into it. And see whether or not Joe Biden just talked to Eli Lilly and got them to agree to a $35 a month cap. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's just counting on our apathy and our ignorance. That's amazing, though. Uh, so do we have the do we have the Pinocchios lined up? Did we oh, put we it already, up there? We already put it you up put there. It up? Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Thank you. It was so on fire. Unbelievable. That's just really amazing. Uh, then we have Kamala Harris, who's talking about combating environmental racism. That's a problem. question for you is, what measures do you support to combat environmental racism and its impact on vulnerable populations? I'm sorry, what? Environmental racism? What is, what is that? There's so much there. I mean, we talked about it in terms of equity in terms of, and inclusion and diversity, right? We need right. to, first of all, ag agree uh -huh. and acknowledge that, that in terms there of are systems that have been long in place that need to be reformed. So, for example, our criminal justice system. In the environment? Uh -huh. um, 
and the work that we need to do to recognize the disparities that exist there. Uh, so what is environmental racism, by the way? Is that like, I mean, where pollution is only happening in minority areas? Is that where we're, we're blowing all the smoke and pollution into uh, minority areas and, and the suburban areas are clean and the, pristine? Is that what that is? The Google definition is a type of inequality where people in communities of color mm-hmm. and other low-income communities face a disproportionate risk of exposure to pollution and health-related conditions. <laughs> and why does that happen? Because, because they're black. Because they're black or brown. Hispanic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So they're black or Hispanic, so they face a disproportionate threat. Yes, of risk r- of exposure. Risk of exposure to pollution. To, uh, pollution. And related health conditions. Probably like heart attacks, mm. high blood pressure. Who was it? It was uh, Don Lemon a few years ago. Did, did you ever see the... We've played the Don Lemon thing before, where he was talking about uh, black areas... And said that he's never seen white people litter in in their areas of town, but he sees it all the time in the black community. Uh, that was Don Lemon. So is that the environmental racism we're talking about? Because I, if you're polluting your own area, then that's that's your deal. <laughs> it's not society's. I don't know. Just it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, KJP yesterday was talking about Joe Biden's age, um, and she had something very interesting to share for us. Uh, here's what she had to say yesterday. Cut four. You've seen all the public polling, people concerned about age. How does the president plan to convince the American people over the next year that 80 is not too old for someone who's running for re-election? 80 the new 40. Didn't you hear? 80 um, the new 40. look. It is. Can you believe that? Let's, let's, I mean, I guess she's kidding. Can I get asked this question. I hope she's kidding. Once a week, maybe twice a week. I don't know. I've lost yep. track. Pause um, it. Yeah, there's a reason for that, Putin. There's a really good reason for that. It's because the guy's too old to be in office, and everybody sees it every single day. Do you understand? There's a reason for you to be asked these questions. <laughs> And I'm sorry, it's not enough. If it's only one or two, yeah, it's not it's enough. Not enough. It's, you're right. You should be asked that every day, every day all day, all stinking day. Should be you should have to question. deal with it. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, how come this guy who's so incompetent and so obviously compromised physically and mentally, how is he still in office? That well, should be the question every day. Well, Jeff, I mean, well, Pat, you know, 80's the new 40. 80's the new 40. Uh-huh. All right, let's see the rest of this. Jeez. This is a president, if you think mm. about it. If you think about it. Um, in terms of. In 2019, mm-hmm. he got the same criticism. In 2020. Yeah, he, he was the old criticism. then. In 2022, he got the same criticism. Yes, every because time, he was old then. He beats the naysayers. No, he every doesn't. Every time he does no, above and beyond he doesn't. history in doing that. Good heavens, um, I can't take that it. Others are All right, stop. To... I can't. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust, and then we're going to get to uh, Jeremy Knopf, who's the founder of the public relations firm Spartan Media about the uh, Liberty Safe situation. He wrote a great article about it last week. Um, 
you need a good realtor. If you're buying or selling, maybe you're doing both because you're relocating, you need a real estate agent who has a really good track record, who knows the market, and who can help you with all the big decisions that you face when you're buying and selling your home. Like when you're selling your home, what do you do with it? Do do you remodel it first or do you sell it as is? Will you get your money out of it if you remodel a bathroom or the kitchen or change the countertops or the flooring? You need a great agent to help you through that process. And these agents will be with you start to finish. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, All right. You might remember a man named uh, Nathan Hughes was arrested by the FBI for being at the Capitol on January 6th. The FBI contacted Liberty Safe and asked for the code to get into Nathan Hughes' safe to access his firearms. And they allowed that access. We have the video of that. Sir, please step Don't back. Don't get anywhere step close back. to me. Please, I, I, please step back. But I'm not doing anything wrong. I know you're not get doing away from me. Please. Don't get your okay. hands please off me. Back. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Sir, stop right there. It doesn't matter. No, you, no, you don't need to walk in. I'm not doing anything wrong. Get your hands off me. You don't need to walk in. Get your hands off me. It doesn't matter. Get your hands off me. Don't touch me. Yo, yo, come on, man. We're Step good. back here with me, man. Wow. Okay, so uh, you get the idea. Uh, so they contacted Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe gave them the access uh, to the safe. Uh, in- incredible. They just, I mean, they caved. Uh, and Jeremy Knopf founder of the public relations firm Spartan Media, wrote an article in the fallout of that mess uh, from a week ago. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to The Blaze. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Pat. Um, So this became kind of a Bud Light-type fiasco, but Liberty Safe responded, whereas Bud Light stayed quiet for a while. Two different PR strategies. But Liberty Safe's strategy didn't seem to work very well either, did it? No, it definitely didn't. I'll give them points in that they responded right away. Yeah. But the problem they had was the response was just as weak, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they came out and they said, well, yeah, we did it. Um, that's our policy. Um, but going forward, we're going to go ahead and change the policy. and We're not going to do it anymore. But the mm. bigger problem is they, they kind of dug themselves into a grave because it's not just the fact that they did it, which is obviously a huge problem. But the bigger problem is, why did they have this in the first place? Why did nobody know about it? Why was there no way to rectify this? I mean, when this first came out, countless people reached out to them, and they were like, hey, I had a problem with my combination. I reached out to your customer support, and you guys said there was nothing we could do. We Mm. have to contact the locksmith. So the story doesn't add up, and that's the problem is, when you have a PR crisis, if you don't come out and not only address the problem, but also be completely honest and transparent about everything, you're going to cause even more reputational damage. Yeah, which is exactly exactly what happened. Why does Liberty Safe keep a database of master passwords for every customer safe in the first place? That's a great question, Pat, and I don't think there's a logical answer for it. I mean, the only answer for that would be something nefarious, whether it be... Mm. Um, you know, giving it over to government or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no logical reason. A safe can't be safe 
if multiple people have access to it. Well, yeah. I mean, I have a Liberty Safe, and that kind of bothers me because uh, I did forget my password at one point. I did call Liberty Safe, and they did tell me, "Yeah, we don't we don't have uh, access to your safe, so uh, you're gonna have to call a locksmith." So I went through that whole process, uh, and then it turns out that they actually do have a database of passwords. It just, and then they don't. But they don't do what you would want them to do in the eventuality that you forgot your combination, right? Absolutely. So, so what good is it? It's uh, and then what about what about hackers? I mean, doesn't that open yeah. things up to to you know somebody nefarious finding out the combination to your safe? It absolutely does, Pat. And and the way this all plays out, and they they did announce like they said, look, we're going to come in here, we're going to delete these passwords, we're going to get rid of all this. The problem is. You know, and any entrepreneur kind of understands this to some degree. Mm. With the cloud, with the cloud computing, whether it's Google Cloud, Dropbox, you know, Microsoft stuff, whatever, there's copies of this all over the place. Other employees have probably downloaded copies of it. It's stored in multiple places. It's backed up in multiple places. So there's more copies of this out there than anybody realizes. And okay, so you delete this from the company servers. What about all the backups? What about all the copies the employees had? What about all the copies right. that are on all the cloud servers? There's no way to get this out now that it's out there, right? The genie is out of the bottle, uh-huh. and there's just not a way to fix this problem at this, at this point for them. Uh, there's there's two options for Liberty Safe that you write about in your article um, going forward, and that's basically to change their name or sell the company. Um <laughs> Is is either of those viable? Do you think either of those are being considered? Well, so they're viable in the sense that, that they could work, right? Like a com- the company could come in, they could take all of their assets, sell them off to some other safe company, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's a path forward, but it's also the end of the company. Yeah. The, the other option yeah. is to rebrand and start over fresh as a new company. I don't see that working very well. That's Of those two, that's the lesser of the two uh, in terms of effectiveness, but rebranding is incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. It's often, it's often it's not going to work. Uh, a lot of times, I mean, we've seen rebrands of major companies with huge budgets, and they flop. Yeah. So these are two options, but I don't think either of them are two good options. So there's really not anything that's effective. I mean, the bottom line is this is the type of company that is built entirely on its reputation. Right. A safe right. is there to provide security. And if it's not doing that, the reputational damage is beyond what can be recovered from, in my professional opinion. Uh, we've got about uh, 30, 45 seconds left here. Um, what, you know, going forward, what's your recommendation for companies like Bud Light, like Liberty Safe in, in the future? Because uh, you don't want to have to sell your company. You don't want to have to rebrand. I mean, why is it that that these companies are jumping into these situations like this? Well, the reason that this is happening comes down to uh, some interviews that you guys did on, on your show and on Glenn's show. And this all ties in with what our friend Carol Ross talks about in her book. Um, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Uh, You'll Own Nothing. Mm, right? Yes, right. A lot of this is being driven by ESG, uh, which is being yep. driven by Vanguard and um, BlackRock and and hedge funds and private equity firms like that so that's where this is coming from and they're they're willing to risk the profit to push these policies appreciate it jeremy thank you jeremy knopf
Pat Gray. Spartan Unleashed. Media. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I am. And uh, so is Hillary Kennedy, who joins us uh, from the formative buzz and, of course, HillaryKennedy.com. Well, thank you, Pat. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. Um, apparently, the UFC has just merged with the WWE. Yes. So right? for, for people who love both sports, if you will, this is a great thing. But they are now <laughs> operating under the same umbrella. And is Dana White the ultimate boss of it all? Is he the he's CEO, right? Yes. So he is still involved. Vince McMahon is still involved with the WWE. So not mm. a lot changed on that front. But something that did change is, according to Bloody Elbow, just a couple of days ago, the WWE let go around 100 employees. Oh, wow. So that changed things a little bit on the wow. WWE side. Now, the UFC said they aren't planning on letting anybody go who knows but mm. it is interesting to note that the wwe ceo whose name is nick khan and then um the former cfo frank a riddick uh and then triple h who's also he's the cco at the wwe they walked away with multi-million dollar bonuses when this merger happened nick khan got like a 15 nice. million dollar bonus i think triple h got five million wow so they fared very well in this, but a lot of the WWE employees did not. And I don't think it's any of their talent, at least as far as we know, but it's a lot of people that work in like marketing or you know, a couple of the VPs. Those people have been mm-hmm. let go. Do we know what Dana uh, Dana White made made from this deal? I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, I know they all made out like I mean, bandits. He, he owned it, right? He owned the UFC. He did. And he even said uh, Vince McMahon early on thought about buying the UFC, but it just, it wasn't as popular as it is today. And so Mm -hmm. he passed on the opportunity, but now the two of them are working together under this new umbrella with the new, it's called the TKO group. So they own both now. And for anybody that's confused about why they would do this, I have a clip where a guy's explaining why this makes a lot of dollars and cents. Okay. Sure, to us fans, WWE and UFC couldn't be more different, but to a TV company or mainstream audience, they are similar enough. That is, they have people fighting each other to benefit from being sold as a bulk package. WWE and UFC are so well known, putting them together can be a huge advantage when negotiating new deals with partners. Which is exactly what is happening as WWE's big $1 billion TV rights contracts are soon up for renewal. Very interestingly, Endeavor and TKO's president and COO Mark Shapiro has spoken to the town with Matthew Baloney about this very strategy, saying they could strike a short-term deal just to align the two media contracts. While WWE's TV rights deal expires in October 2024, UFC's media deal with Disney runs out in 2025. Shapiro is seemingly suggesting they could strike a short-term deal for WWE to line it up to expire at the same time as UFC's. So TKO can offer a joint package to certain networks that would allow, say, Peacock, if they got that deal, to brand themselves as the home of all combat sports. Hmm. So it's really interesting. That was a clip from Wrestle Talk, and so it it kind of spells out what their their plan is. The CEO of the WWE, Nick Khan, he went on a podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast, to talk about it, and he said they're looking at bundling events with the UFC and the WWE and rolling into a city 
one weekend and just blowing the whole thing out. So Friday night would be WWE SmackDown. Saturday night would be UFC pay-per-view. And then Sunday night would be another, you know, WWE live event. And that way they only have to pay production costs on the weekend. You know, they have to use one production team. They save a ton of money that way, but they're able to go travel from city to city, putting on these huge live events. So it's a weird combination to me though, because the WWE is pretend and uh, the Whoa. UFC is not. Pat, right. Right? calm down. I mean, they admit it. <laughs> they admit it. You're hurting my feelings. I can't <laughs> sorry, work Chris. this. I'm sorry, but it's true. I mean, it's not It's not my dad's WWF anymore where they pretended like they weren't pretend. You right. know, they, they claimed that it was all real. And you could see that it wasn't, but my dad swore up and down it was real. He, he <laughs> believed it wholeheartedly. And then... You know, they finally admitted it. I don't know, 90s or 2000s? I, I don't know when that finally happened, but they finally admitted that, yeah. It's, uh, there was a wrestler or two that came out and did some tell-alls and said like, oh, yeah, it was fake, and here's how we did it. And right. I think that's what's interesting. Dana White has basically said, I don't think a huge portion of our fan base cares about this or is going to become fans of the WWE or is going to cross over. And so I think hmm. he's a he's thinking they really need to keep them separate. Yeah, Um, I think so. But when it comes to that much money being on the table, I can see TKO Group trying to mash things up. And, you know, a lot of the UFC fighters have complained so much about how much they get paid, how their contracts don't allow them, you know, financial freedom to to pursue other avenues. So this does give them a way to keep their career going even longer if they do some crossover into the WWE as their UFC, you know, fight careers wind down. I believe, let's see, Logan Paul, I know he tweeted about it. I've got it here somewhere. He said, oh, WWE and UFC makes too much sense. Great path to increasing fighter pay. So he's for it. And Conor McGregor Mm. tweeted about it as well and was basically like, this is great. So they think that the the fighters will make more money now as a result of this merger? Yes, that's what they're really trying. That's how they're trying to sell the UFC fighters on it. Because I think, you know, so many of them... You know, you've got a couple losses and then you're done. And then what do you do? Unless you've really been like Conor McGregor or some of those people who have put their eggs in other baskets and invested in other things. And a lot of those guys, yeah, they, they haven't been trained to do that. They don't know how to do that. And so this does give them one more avenue where they could continue to perform and fight and make some extra dollars. Well, Conor McGregor longer. is a good example because he made most of his money, did he not, in in the boxing ring. Mm-hmm. He against uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah. What, $100 million or something from that? He made a, yeah, he made a uh, killing. Yeah. Um, so most of his money came from elsewhere. I mean, it's it's interesting that they, they don't make the kind of money that boxers do. Right. But it, And I think that's why this raised a lot of eyebrows <clears throat> with the the CEOs of the WWE making these $15 million bonuses or $5 million bonuses. And a lot of these fighters in the UFC Mm -hmm. or in the WWE aren't making nearly, you know, that kind of money. Um, Even though they're in the UFC, at least risking their lives, excuse me, every time they fight. Yeah. So you just never know. But uh, while we're talking about Dana White though, you know, we, I've been on here before. We talked about when he slapped his wife on New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. they're really, Weren't any repercussions from that, right? I mean, did you Pretty hear much anything none. other no. than... I mean, we talked about it one day, and then it was just gone. And we barely covered it that day. I mean, he, he just got off scot-free, really, from slapping mm-hmm. his wife. Now, she slapped him first, but does that matter? Right. And do you think if someone like Roger Goodell, with NFL, if he had done something like that, do you think he would have been gone immediately? I think so. Yeah. 
I yeah, do. Like the next day, he would have been done. And I don't know if it's that Dana just kind of doubled down and said, yeah, I did it. And yeah. I apologized to my wife and, you know, let's move on. And this happened right when he launched his slap league, too. I mean, it was like within the oh, same yeah. week or two. And nothing really ever came of it. But we I have a clip. He went on Piers Morgan's show recently. And Piers Morgan asked him a lot of really personal questions about mm-hmm. his home life growing up and about his relationship with his kids and the incident on New Year's Eve. And he basically said, yeah, I don't know anybody in explanation. So we've got a clip of that. When you referenced the, the incident on New Year's Eve, and obviously it went viral, everyone saw the video footage and so on, you were very contrite after that. Um, but what's the hardest thing of that actually having to talk it over with your kids? 100%. I mean, everybody was acting like there needs to be some big apology to the world. Um, no, the apology was to my kids, for, for me and my wife. Uh, nobody wants to see their dumb, drunk parents slapping each other on TMZ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our oldest son didn't talk to us for like four days. And, um, you know, and, and, and the other kids had to deal with some stuff too. It's embarrassing. And uh, the only apology that needed to be made was to our children. Mm-hmm. And, and the only uh, relationships that needed to be handled immediately was between us and our kids. And, and we did it, we handled it, and, and we got through it as a family. I'm not sure my kids would ever forgive me for slapping right? their mother. I, I you know, I, I think that would be more than four days. Right. That process. Uh, so, I mean, it's amazing that he got off that easy, even from his family. I know it. And again, we've talked about this on your show before, but I, I don't know that this was the first time something like that has oh. happened. So this may just the be... No way was that the first time. It was too automatic. A, right. A regular occurrence in their home. It's just this time it was caught on video in public. Yeah. And, you know, to, to see it again while he was uh, speaking there, they went. The, if you're just uh, listening on Blaze Radio, uh, they showed it during the interview there and... and it's disturbing mm-hmm. to see. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it's really hard to watch. Well, Piers uh, really asked sad. him a couple of other questions, you know, about his upbringing, and he was very vulnerable in this interview. Dana doesn't really back down from any tough questions, even though he's, you know, kind of a tough guy. But mm-hmm. he admitted that both of his parents passed away recently and uh, didn't really even know how to talk about it. But Piers asked him, you know, how do you, how do you feel about that? And he said, Dana said, I'm good with it. I'm good with everything. I focus a lot on my kids and my relationship with them. And I sort of put my relationship hmm. with my parents behind me. Oh, and so he's good with his parents being dead. Well, Piers asked him, are you sad about it? Weird. And he said, I didn't wish any ill will on either one of my parents. But no, when they passed away, I had <sighs> almost no feelings about it, to be honest with you. Wow. So he said he moved his father to Maine to be with family so he could pass away with, with his family members. And then he said he had nothing to do with his mom. But she wrote that unauthorized autobiography several years ago where she called him egotistical, self-centered, arrogant, and cruel. Mm. But Pierce said, well, so what is success to you then? And he said, if my kids love and respect me and they still like me, you know, at the end of all this, then to me, it's all been worth it. He said his legacy isn't his career, his job. It's being a good father and not leaving. He said the thing with family and with marriage is you don't leave no matter how tough it gets. 
Mm. So he, he definitely has a strong sense of being there for his own family, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he's making really good money, uh, despite the fact that his fighters don't necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the people at the top. It's funny how that happens. Yeah. Just like that... in our government. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah, but it's yeah. weird. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here and what they decide to do with these events, if they're going to package them together and do these big yeah. live events or these big pay-per-view things. And so for, for the WWE fans, I think this is a total win. For the UFC fans that aren't as into WWE, I don't know. As long as they don't try and smash them together too often, mm-hmm. it'll be okay. But if they keep trying to do crossovers with... I don't think that's going to work. John Cena and yeah. you know Conor McGregor doing these commercials together. I, people aren't going to like that. No, I don't think so either. Chris, are you are for real? You are you a WWE fan? Oh, 100%. It used to be really? filmed in my school, so heck yeah. No, oh, wow. All right. I'm all about the WWE. Not not, uh, not a big fan. And by the way, my grandpa was the same way. He, really? He was that Did he believe real. it was real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I grew up yeah. in it. Now I was I grew up with luchadores, which those are real. Of course, of course they are. Yeah, all pro wrestling, uh, yes. really. I think is is real. Thank I think. you, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I will say, <laughs> we've had crossover with Ronda Rousey, and yeah, you know, is she doing well those. in the? Yeah, she's done great she's in the more WWE. Money than she did been, in I'm trying to think UFC, of the others: uh, Brock Lesnar, <clears throat> CM Punk, Matt Riddle. So, I mean, we've had a lot of. So, there are some people who are legitimate combat athletes yeah but doing it's, some things it's the, the ones who are washed up in the ufc that wind up in the wwe well that's true right isn't that i mean <laughs> after true. ronda rousey got beaten a bunch of times in a row then like yeah. you know what i mean i think i'm gonna wrestle now yeah I that's gonna, true <laughs> i think Good i'm point. gonna go to the wwe uh, i won't get beat up as much there yeah uh all right thanks a lot <laughs> yeah, hillary thank we'll you. watch for you on the four minute buzz coming up uh, Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop dominance, uh, uh, drop in dominance, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. So that's just the first shoe to fall. What does that mean for the U.S. dollar? Well, it means it's going to be weakened. The buying power of the dollar will go down. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. So text PAT to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold with thousands of happy customers. An A-plus rating with the BBB and countless five-star reviews. You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to get pressure from foreign currencies, digital currency, and central banks, you can arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Get all the information you need to make a really good, informed decision. See if gold is right for you. Text PAT to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold right now. Pat Gray. is here and so by the way is the pumpkin spice cookie uh at kexi kexi.com k-e-k-s-i.com 
the pumpkin spice is a uh, it's a pumpkin based cookie with vanilla chips and brown butter frosting. You'll want to bathe in the brown butter frosting, I promise. Uh, we have the s'mores cookie with the marshmallow fluff center and the chocolate chips drizzled with chocolate topped with marshmallows. Uh, and you're going to love the caramel apple pie cookie. Uh, just, and our mini cookies are back if you want to try those out too. Uh, all at kexi.com. Give that a try uh, today. You will be happy you did. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Biden continues to, uh, Joe Biden continues to deny RFK Jr. Secret Service protection. I don't know how this is possible. He's already talked about the fact that his entire family has Secret Service protection. And they should, you know, for the President of the United States. But you won't grant it to a Kennedy who is running for President? I'm sorry, but who was the last Biden that was assassinated? Oh, uh, uh, let me think. Uh, was mm, that the fourth or the fifth? I think Joe Biden. The, I, there were six. Six Biden, weren't there? Um, I mean, which family would you think has the greater risk there? I don't know. There's some precedent for this. Maybe grant the guy Secret Service protection, especially since he was just threatened last weekend. Right? They found a guy who was armed and presenting himself as a federal agent. Fortunately, they found him out. He he was, I mean, they presumably there to do harm to RFK Jr. And still, still, no Secret Service granted to RFK Jr. Just un- unbelievable. What do you, you know, would you want to give your opponent... The safety <laughs> of being alive to challenge you? I yes, I personally would. Oh, you would? I would personally. Okay. Well, yes. That makes you a way better personally. person than Joe Biden. I'm sorry. Well, yes. I, oh, okay. Okay. I think that's a foregone conclusion. Um, but uh maybe it's part of why fifty percent of independents think uh Joe Biden should be impeached. He's just a bad guy. He's just a bad, stupid, very diminished uh human being right now. Uh, House Republicans, of course, have launched the impeachment inquiry, and now 50% of independent voters already believe House Republicans should move beyond the impeachment uh, to the inquiry to impeach the president. So forget about the inquiry. Go to the impeachment process. The other 50% remain unconvinced uh, about impeachment. But that's... I mean, 50-50 with independence. That tells you something. 81% of Republicans support impeachment. 19% oppose. Who are those people? I've never met one. Among Democrats, only 12% support impeachment. 80% do not. So that's uh, 92%. The other 8%, they're, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. So they talked to a bunch of Jeffies. Yes. The Jeffies of, of the Warriors. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's 47% of Americans that support impeachment. 53% oppose. So it's 53-47. Just eh, pretty darn close. Uh, the polling numbers come as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy opened up the inquiry based on four pieces of evidence. House investigators found that Joe Biden lied about his involvement in the family business. Bank records show many payments were directed to Biden family members through shell companies. There's something like 
12 shell or 20. I think there were 20 shell companies that the Bidens have set up. Now, what are those for? Well, they're for receiving payments that you don't want anybody to know about. Uh, number three, an FBI informant file alleges Joe Biden was bribed by a Ukrainian energy executive. And number four, Joe Biden offered special treatment to Hunter Biden amid his Justice Department's tax probe into his son. So, I mean, should they be looking at an impeachment? You bet they should. <laughs> Absolutely. Meanwhile, uh, we continue to support Ukraine and, uh, and of course, pour money into Ukraine so that they can launder it and send it back to the Biden family. So that, that all continues. Can we cut the middleman? Can, can we just yeah. be like, here, Joe Biden, write yeah, yourself a might check. might as well. Just, just write, write yourself, yourself a check. check. Yes. Might as well. I mean, that speeds up the process, right? <laughs> and at least we're not supporting never-ending war. Uh, which is what we're apparently doing now. Um, but Zelensky has just said, was this on 60 Minutes where he said this? That he yes. won't give up Ukraine for yes, peace? Yes, it was. Yeah. Here's what he had to say. Can you give up any part of Ukraine for peace? Any part? Yeah. No. This is our it's territory. territory. You must have it all, including Crimea. Today we are Excuse me. Today, you and I, you said it to me, you saw me awarding people medals. Well, today is a day like that. Uh. A week ago, I gave awards to parents of soldiers who have been killed. There were 24 families of the dead. There was a woman, she was with three children. There were parents, very old, they could barely walk and they had had only one son. One of the women was pregnant. She arrived holding a baby in her arms, and she was pregnant. And that baby will never see. What should I tell them? That all of them died so that we could say, it's okay, Russia, you can take it all. Apparently, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky has the same designer as John Fetterman. The two of them must, uh, they must coordinate their wardrobes because they dress up for nothing. Bro, it was a ceremony. It was a <laughs> award ceremony. And you yeah, still wearing to, that to, green shirt to veterans? Yes. Jeez. To that in combat, representing your country, defending it. And then he can't dress up at all for uh, sixty minutes either. He just—he's in a t-shirt like always. Oh, and in, and there's there's the t-shirt for the award ceremony. At least this one has pockets and a zipper on the side. So. <laughs> so it's got a little bit of class. It, it got to a it. little bit of class. Yes. Yeah, that's cool because. Then in the with the pocket in the sleeves, he can put his cigarettes in there. Yes, or a pen, is, or a pen, a pen. But cigarette yeah. sounds better. Yeah, put that change, you know, that went <laughs> through the toll pole. Guy leads the country. It is time to I don't know once in a while, but even when he came here to beg for money, he did the same thing. Wore a t-shirt, didn't dress up. I think he had camel pants on. Uh, <laughs> At least dress up if you're gonna take some money, right? Yes. Take me out to dinner. Give me a nice. Fun night, and yes, then right, you're right, and then hit us with your your demands. You know, I miss a good old communist when they wear the full on green mm. uh, Cuba look. At least do me that, right? But he can't. At least Fidel he wore it. He doesn't. So, 
Uh, it's amazing. And he's he's coming again, right? Isn't he coming again to, to pick up the check for another yeah. twenty one billion? Yep. Twenty one billion in one fell swoop coming up. And you know they're gonna give it to him. Well, of course they're gonna give it to him. It's a foregone conclusion. We just keep giving and he just keeps taking. Do you blame him? Uh, not at all. No. I don't blame I mean, if him. You're gonna, if, you're, if they're going to give it, you're going to take it. We're going to talk to uh, Mayor Trent Staggs running for Mitt Romney's Senate seat in Utah. We'll do that next. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. by another politician, apparently. So that's good. So we got that going for us. Uh, mayor Trent Staggs, he's the mayor of Riverton, Utah, which is suburban Salt Lake City uh, in the southwestern end of the valley there. Uh, he's the mayor there, and uh, he's running for Mitt Romney's Senate seat, and he just if us, I guess, right? We, we called multiple times, not answering. Uh, I guess politicians just don't, don't want to appear on the show for... <laughs> Whatever reason. In fact, let's... Uh, Chris, do you have a Vivek update? I got a Vivek-like-cake update. We have an update that is nothing. Which is the irony, if you were listening to the Blaze Radio Network on iHeartRadio, that promo was with Jason Willock and Vivek. Yeah, just talked to Vivek. To talk about Eminem rap. I guess we're sending the wrong questions. Yeah, I guess so. So this is what I'll do. I'll do today. I'll send an email. Yeah. And I'll send the right questions. Hey, when is your next album going to drop? Right. There you go. Yes. Because we we would like to talk about Eminem raps. You'll be happy to know that another parader is off the streets. Uh, actually, I don't know if this particular person paraded or milled when he was at uh, at the Capitol building. But fortunately, he's off the streets, and America is safer for it. Independent journalist just found guilty by a D.C. jury on charges uh, stemming from January 6th. Stephen Horn found guilty of entering or remaining in a restricted area, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted area, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, and parading. It's literally in the description of what he was convicted of. Parading, demonstrating, or picketing in the Capitol building. So he paraded. In a post to X, Horn wrote, I told the same truth to the jury that I posted along with my video on January 7th. I did not enter the Capitol building as part of the protest or for cheap thrills, but to accurately document and record a significant event which was taking place. Horn included a screenshot of a post made on January 7th, 2021 to Facebook in which he wrote that the people inside the Capitol were not, by and large, Antifa unquote, that, quote, this was not a peaceful protest, unquote, that he was surprised by the lack of property destruction 
and noted that I did not enter the Capitol building as part of the protest or for cheap thrills, but to accurately document and record a significant event which was taking place. Despite all of that, so he wasn't even part of the crowd, really. He wasn't part of the protest. They convicted him anyway. In a statement to the post-millennial, Horn said, My sole motivation in entering the Capitol grounds and the Capitol itself was to document, record, and publish the newsworthy events that were occurring. Although we were obviously hoping for a different verdict, I believe we generally accomplished my goal of telling my story and laying out my case before the court. So according to the Department of Justice, Horn was initially arrested April 9th, 2021. Charged on April 13th, he was arraigned on the 27th and pleaded not guilty on all counts. Huh. The department alleges that on or about January 11th, an individual notified the FBI that a photo on a New York Times magazine social media page depicted Stephen Horn inside the U.S. Capitol building. <laughs> Since when was, a, was it a crime to enter the U.S. Capitol building? Isn't that our building? Isn't that the taxpayers, the citizens of the United States of America? Isn't that basically ours? We paid for it. I know that. We can't enter it? Even, I mean, if you're not being destructive, there is no reason you shouldn't be able to enter the U.S. Capitol building. There's no reason. This is absolutely insane what's happening. Uh... With the Department of Justice and these January 6th defendants, they've already uh, arrested and jailed and sentenced over a thousand people. Over a thousand people. And they want to do a thousand more. It's just unbelievable how they're making you pay for supporting Donald Trump. They will not tolerate it. Plus, they're actually even going after Donald Trump's lawyers because Donald Trump's lawyers are defending him. They're trying to teach them a lesson that don't you dare even defend Donald Trump. Don't you dare try to uh, make sure that Donald Trump has justice served to him just like every other American should be. Nope, they're going to make you pay for that. It's just really incredible. And again, the worst insurrection uh, in the history of mankind, nobody was even armed. Very few. Uh, the people who are who have been charged and convicted so far, they weren't armed. And there's no description even with almost any of these people as to what they did. What did they do when they were inside? They were just walking around the building. That's it. And some of them are serving 18 or 20 year sentences. How is this possible? In the United States of America. Jeez. Just outrageous. It's outrageous. So is the fact that we've got uh, these buffoons in office who are mentally compromised, who are physically compromised. Uh, John Fetterman, speaking of protests, was at a protest with United Auto Workers yesterday. But he was brilliant. And he had a message for, you know, some of the manufacturing CEOs. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning mm-hmm. that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, you know can they the, need the, yacht, the, the water uh, I'm sorry. Uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's what? just crazy. You know, I don't understand it. It's just like, <laughs> do what's right for the unions, you know, in this nation. 
Okay, again, you can't argue with that. Riveting. Yeah, it's riveting. riveting. It is. It is. And, you, and it's really hard to argue with him because, as with before, when he said... No, no, I... You know, I, I uh, you, uh... Would, would, you, would just... Just, um... um really, like really, to, you know, like the to, 95... 95. 95, 95. You would like to, right? You know. You know. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, yesterday again, uh, this was the powerful statement he made to manufacturing... CEOs. I thought it was CEOs. No, he's talking Thank to CEOs. Thank you for CEOs. correcting us, John right. Featherman. Yeah. My message to the, the CEOs, the CEOs C- is, CEOs you know, is it's $74 million, <laughs> you know, collectively earning that. Collectively How many yachts that? can they need, you know, you know to, to... How many yachts can they need to... The yacht, to, to, yacht, water, uh, to water... To water... ski behind it. Ski you know? behind it. How many? I mean, it's just crazy. You know, crazy. I don't understand. It's just like, Doesn't do what's understand. right for the union. You know, in do what's this right for the unions. Because that's what these auto manufacturing COs are all about, right? Doing what's right for the unions. So in his mind, when you own a yacht, <laughs> you, you ski just ski behind you it. You ski it behind it. <laughs> Have you not seen the speed yachts? No, I haven't. That, like, uh, oh, yeah, they're they're impressive. You know, that shows yeah. how poor I am. Yeah, it does. That I have not seen. A, I've got a 150-foot uh, speed yacht speed that yacht. I ski behind all the time at Grapevine Lake. I was going to say, do you go to Grapevine Lake? Because yeah, I've time. been there a couple times. All and the time. I mean, you haven't seen my speed no, yacht No, I, I think yet. that's how fast it it's is. Fast. Like, I don't yeah. see it. Yeah. If you blink, you will miss it. Okay, so don't blink. And and, it does like okay. 60 knots on the water. So wow. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, so you're part of those CEOs with... I am, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, that make the seventy collective com, collective com, com, seventy. Uh, what was it again? I'm sorry. Uh, my message to the, right, the CEOs, CEOs, the CEOs yeah. is, you know, is, at seventy four million dollars, you know, collectively 70, earning that. At seventy four million dollars collectively earning, earning that. Yeah. You know. Now how many yachts can they? How many yachts? Can you water ski uh, ski behind it? You know? Ski behind it. You know. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it before it sinks into your thick skull? How many? <laughs> one is not enough. I'm just going to tell you. Oh, one so is not enough. You know, it's it's it would be really sad. You would feel so bad for this guy if it weren't such a big deal for our republic. If it if it didn't involve the United States of America and the governing process. If it didn't involve a US senator, you would just feel heartbroken for him and you would desperately ask the people around him to please you know just give him some help get him home let him recuperate let him rehabilitate and and get better and i don't i don't know that there is any getting better for him he's been the same he's been in the same situation for years now hey bob casey john fetterman (laughs) incredible Uh, All right, let me take a minute and tell you about your liver. Because right now, it's more important to take care of your liver than ever before. The latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. It's kind of scary. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means a lot of people are at risk. And that's because, you know, we throw so many bad things at our liver. Cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, which you don't even think about being bad for your liver. Statins, cigarettes. 
That's why so many of us have sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every day. Now you can help your liver with Liver Health Formula, an all-natural supplement that contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. It's manufactured right here in the United States. It's approved by American doctors. And you can try Liver Health Formula and get a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to help your heart stay healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash pat. Getliverhelp.com slash pat. Claim your free bonus gift today. That's getliverhelp.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we've got a Lauren Bobert update. Uh, if you we don't do. know the latest on her, uh, over the weekend, was it Friday or Saturday? I don't know. She went to the Beetlejuice play in Denver with a friend, with a significant other. Yes. And they got handsy with each other in the dark there, in the theater, and she was kicked out. And so uh, I guess a lot of people are complaining. It was it was must have been pretty obvious. You know, people had kids there and they didn't want to see them groping each other in public. And I, I don't know why you didn't just take that to the privacy of, you know, your back seat or your house or whatever, especially when you're a sitting congressperson. Uh, but she's since apologized. And now we have an update. What's we the do. big update? She returned to D.C. on Monday. And I quote, all future dates have been canceled. All with the guy? And then uh, between her and mm. the bar owner, Quinn Gallagher. Who happens to be a Democrat, Happened to be a Democrat. Mm. And then she says, uh, <laughs> she will now do some, I will learn, quote, I learned to check part affiliations before you go on a date. So that's what she took out of this. Oh, wow. Not that she was groping you right, know, in right. front of kids. Not that it was inappropriate, inappropriate her actions there. But her, mm-hmm. her main learn was that uh, to check mm. party affiliations before you go on a date. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure that's what the take-home should have been for her, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, also, Anthony Fauci got a little update on him. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, of course... Uh, was a nightmare during COVID-19. And he's since retired from his position in the government. But he's recently caused another stir with an admission that masks aren't efficient or effective. you got to be kidding me. So that's where he started. Then all during the pandemic, oh, no, 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 you need to wear a mask. you got to wear a mask because it, it protects others and yourself. Over there. Remember all that nonsense? Fauci confessed there's a lack of evidence demonstrating that the much-dreaded mask mandate helped halt the pandemic spread. Well, of course, studies show uh, the masks didn't. They didn't do anything. In fact, they might have. They might have hurt. They might have contributed to the spread of disease because you're breathing that crap all day long that's stuck in your mask. But for a lot of people, uh, Fauci was the face of the pandemic response, and uh, he was the COVID czar, and he strongly advocated for measures like face coverings and maintaining a safe distance. 
the social distancing, the mask wearing, the, sh- the lockdowns. Uh, what he said at the time was, if everybody does those things, then we're each protecting each other. If everybody does that, we're each protecting each other. Because the data is, the more efficient, it's more efficient to prevent transmitting to others than it is to prevent transmission to yourself. Okay? Now that's completely different. Now he says, quote, there is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference. Full stop. Oh. Okay. Wow. Too bad Keith's not here to hear this, because I'm sure he'd be really excited about this. I think he'd be fine with it and just realize, ah, let's let's let bygones let's, be, let's gone. be bygones. bygones. Yes. By you the know. way, I have the I have Fauci's 2020 <laughs> remarks. If you want to hear it, all right, let's hear straight it straight from his mouth. You're in the middle of an outbreak. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that was at the beginning. I think that was March. That was March 2020. 2020. Yes. Nailed it. And then uh, his tune changed. Yes. You needed the mask. It was going to protect others. Uh, And now he's back to, yeah, they're not effective. It's just unbelievable. And now he says, I don't regret anything I said because uh, in the context of the time in which I said it, it was correct. Oh, but I, no, it wasn't. And you knew it wasn't. Don't try to pull that. Like, there was evidence that, at the time, masks would work. When you said in March of 2020, right there, that they don't do anything. (laughs) I represent science. (laughs) Yeah, that's undeniable, isn't it, that he represents science. He is science itself. Well, isn't that the definition of science? We Put out the problem. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't work. You Mm -hmm. change it. Oh, no, we found something that does work. That is... Yeah, science. It is science. Yes. You just can't ultimately say mass work and then say that don't work and then say. Was correct. And what I said then was correct. Then <laughs> it's just it's amazing what they get away with. And I guess how they're. Fellow Democrats, just go along with it. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was the information we had at the time. Yeah, he was doing his best. No, no, he wasn't. No, he was trying to take control of the situation, and he was enriching his personal fortune. That's what he did then. That's what he continues to do today. Which, by the way, I think we talked about this off air. This is a guy who got paid more than the president. Yeah, more than the, the president United of the United States. States. Yeah, he made, while he was in office, $450,000 salary per year. That doesn't include the bonuses he received. That doesn't include any of the side ventures or the speeches or any of that stuff. Or grants. Or the kickbacks and the grants. You know, he, you know he was applying for grants. Come on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, just, it's pathetic. So is this. I just have to take a minute uh, to talk about the Kansas Jayhawks 
football coach. Now, you don't pay attention to football, do you? I don't. I really want Chris, to. How is that possible I that you're can't. now an American? Well, you were an American Whoa, before easy there, in Tiger. Puerto Rico. Easy there, Tiger, okay? <laughs> Look at your colors are showing right now. I've always been an American. I just You've was born always in been right, right. Yes. That's right. Because yes. Puerto Rico yes. is part of America. Yes. It's a territory. It's a territory. And a darn strong territory, uh, yes, too. Yes, thank you. So, I won't hear of people besmirching Puerto Rico's stance as America. Okay, good. good I won't. Good. So, Puerto Rico. But for some reason, you're more into soccer, right? No. <laughs> you're not more into soccer? Oh, I see. There's another assumption that I, I guess I shouldn't have made. <laughs> Do you not like any sports at all? No. Not, not baseball? Boxing not, when it's boxing. like big, but... And, uh, and wrestling, I think, and wrestling, you yes. during the But you don't consider interview. that a sport. So. No, it's not a sport. Please, but if you want to stay with the whole brown people thing, it's, it's mm-hmm. baseball. That's, baseball. That's our thing. Okay. All right. But not your thing. <laughs> not my thing, no. All right. So anyway, every time every time my team, BYU, is good, uh, the opposing coaches always go to the age thing. Like, they're so old. I mean, these people are they're so old and mature that our kids just can't. I mean, if we can compete with them, it'll be a miracle because they're so old. What he said was, uh, he was asked, what what stands out to you about, because BYU is going to play Kansas this weekend. And he said, well, I, what stands out about BYU? Well, again, I think what is probably made a lot about, of course, is probably the age and maturity of the team. You know, I think the average age of the roster is like over 22 years old. Mm, no, it isn't. It's tw- 21. 21 years old. That's not bad. And 21.7 to be exact. But you know, the average, it's not like they're 26 or 28 or 30. I think the average for all Division I college football teams is something like 21.2. BYU's at 21.7. So those five months, the whopping five-month difference, (laughs) that's just so unfair, right? So mature. I can't take it. And the reason, by the way, they don't ever talk about this. The reason they're a little bit older is because they go on missions for two years where they don't play football. They don't practice football for two years. How is that an advantage? It's a huge disadvantage. They come back out of shape and out of sync. Anyway, all right. I'm done with my rant. Till later, anyway. We got overtime coming up, and then we'll see you back here. Jeffy will join us tomorrow. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.